This podcast is not for the weak-minded or easily offended. You're listening to the Rantuo Ramos podcast. This episode, as always, contains language that may not be suitable for all listeners. Let's go. Welcome everyone to another episode of Ranting with Ramos. I'm your host, Jose Ramos. Thanks for tuning in. I'm back. This is episode 16. So um, I'd like to start off by uh, saying, you know, um, thanks to everyone who reached out and reached out to me personally and uh, more importantly for the the prayers. That means a lot to me and my family. Um, These times are, you know, when you see who's, you know, who's who and who's got your back. So Thanks for everyone who reached out. You know who you are. If you reached out, whether it be text, if you have my phone number, whether it was um, through DMs, I much appreciate it. Really helped us out, and uh, it's in, you know we're still we're still going. Uh, we're not done yet, but um, it's going to be a process. But everything is getting better, so I really appreciate it, and thank you guys for that. Um, you know, and also um, recently while I was out, um, I had a lot of encouraging words, a lot of DMs. Um, you know, people that, you know, needed help and by listening to it, you know, they, they, they kept going, you know? Um, so that really means a lot to me. Um, originally that's not what I set out to do. I was just wanted to put my life out there and, and, uh, how I grew up so people can get to know me and maybe learn from what I did or learn from the experiences that I saw. Um, and just life in, in, you know, just a life of every, every barrio people experience different things. So a lot of people ended up relating to it because they grew up the same way. So in my DMs, um, they've been letting me know, you know, that they've been touched by the podcast and uh, in one way or another. Um, and the podcast has helped a lot of people with dealing with uh, many problems that they face, you know, day in and day out. Um, where, you know, like uh, they've had traumatic events happen and uh, they listen to the podcast and they see that, you know, there's other stories of other people that have had on that um, that they can share the same experience and someone else has gone through the through something as bad as that and they um they go through it and they keep going you know like you don't just stop there um so also you know a lot of people have been encouraging me to you know keep keep going come back stronger the plan was never to to stop it's just um you know family first like i said you know like for me uh my family is first the podcast is like you know after you know it's pretty much family, my work, because I have a 95, and and the podcast, you know, and um, so you know a lot of people respected me and didn't ask me, oh, like so what happened? I had one or two people, but you know I just ignored them, as um, I posted, you know, please respect um, my privacy during this this matter, you know, but uh, to say this really has been like the the toughest uh thing i've ever had to endure in my life and uh, i've had a pretty fucked up life but 
it's um it's, it's been tough it's 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 been uh, yeah the hardest thing i've ever faced um normally you know i would i would share this but um this is it has to remain uh, a private matter you know it's, it's it's a family thing so i it's, it's gotta remain like that um and one thing i did learn is um that um which i've always known from the past is that um things happen for a reason and um and they do you know um these events have uh that brought my my family a lot closer together um in my last podcast on the on the episode 15 with Deanna and Liz um you know I I spoke on how you know I, I wish I would have spent more time with my son um my daughter and um it's never too late I mean my son's only 20 my daughter's 15 she's about to be 16 in a couple of weeks and it's it's never late but it's good to reflect on things you know um not not just at the end of your life or once you're a lot older but right now in the now to take the time and just stop and think like you know um how has this you know half of my life been been going there what have i gone through what could i change what could i have changed what could i done differently and as long as you're alive you still have time to do everything anything you want to do like you know hey i didn't do this i want to all of a sudden boom i want to try this now you you, you can try it it's, it's never too late and um it's crazy because i was talking about that how i wanted to be close to my son and now you know because of these events um we've been like you know we're really closer now and um like you know before we'd be um we'd all come home and we we'd be in the same room we'd be in the living room right and we'd be in the we'd be in the same room physically but mentally we weren't we'd all be on our phones and shit or doing other other things you know but we were all there together but it's not like it's not the same and sadly that's how family time is like um nowadays family time or even with your friends um if you know just look around today you know when you go home or uh just observe people and you'll see that um no one talks to each other it's been an ongoing thing but if you really stop and, and look at things like no one talks to each other um everyone's just on the phone you know and it's 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 sad because um you know sometimes because of that people turn to the phone like they'll be having problems and instead of you know helping each other or asking your parents or asking your brother asking your friend you turn to the phone and you try to get answers there but sadly like the internet could be a good thing it also could be a bad thing really um so um you know now you know uh, we what we do is like we we pretty much every evening we we spend every evening together we go for walks um we go we go to koi ponds and relax there um we have family nights like where we do like art we'll be doing like some pastel drawings pretty cool you know like pretty pretty cool drawings we're drawing avocados and eyes and cities and stuff like that but we've always loved art like my kids are they love art too my my wife so we've been doing stuff like that and um my son he's like hey dad um when are you going to start the, when are you going to do record your podcast, man? So I can edit it. And before we were talking about it, and he would always tell me before, like, hey, uh, dad, uh, you know, because he, he can make music. He can make dark wave. He can make hip hop beats, trap beat, rockabilly, everything. So sometimes he'd be making a beat. And he'd be like, hey, dad, can you come up with a melody? So I'll, you'll have the beat ready and I'll, I'll do a melody on it. 
and he would always ask, hey, dad, let, let's collab, let's collab. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I would never, you know, but realistically, you got to listen to the things that your, your kids ask or your wife asks. Sometimes we just say, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, it wasn't like, I wasn't saying whatever, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah. But really, they're asking you for a reason. Whenever somebody opens their mouth or uses their brain or expresses how they feel, you should you should pay attention. Now, you know, just actually the music that you heard in the beginning and the music that you're going to hear at the end, it's going to be a collaboration with me and my son. Uh, we made music, which, I mean, he's badass at music. I'm pretty all right. So we, we joined forces. We're going to kick ass. So we're going to be working on more music and stuff like for the for the show. Um, he's going to help me. So it's going to make things a lot easier for me because I'm going to be recording. And then while I'm at work, he's going to be editing everything, all the audio um adding all the music to it so it's gonna be a lot better and um that that was a plan you know before but now we're gonna we're gonna focus more on that also um you know just me becoming older um i realize that uh now i'm a lot more open to sharing like how i feel uh you know in our culture being mexican you know mexican-american um it's really like a like a macho thing to if you're going through stuff like you know if you if you feel like let's say for example you're in pain because you're sick you have the flu or something um something's hurting you you tend to mask that and because uh even speaking of what you're going through is uh is like a sign of of weakness and uh unfortunately we all grow up with that with that mentality and for me because of that um I've built up like a big um, pain tolerance, like a big uh, pain th threshold where, um, you know, I'm hurting really bad and I, you know, I, I can't feel it because I, I'm so used to just um, just blocking the pain away. Not a lot of people can do that, but um, I think it's really important to, um, like, for example, if, um, let's say, if I have a friend and uh, I felt like his actions hurt me. Like before, I, I wouldn't say anything about it. Now I'm more inclined to to express how I felt. Hey, look, man, um, this happened, and I feel like this because you did this. Because, man, like you think about it, like I've said before in the past, like um, like there's a lot of people that are unhappy with how they look, um, maybe their body and stuff like that, and like you really have to sit down and think like you only have one life people people say that all the time but you really have to stop and think about it. really look this is you this is the way you came into this world and that's how you're gonna leave unless you get plaque surgery or something like that but you're still gonna be the same person you can't really change too drastically and usually plastic surgeries look shitty everyone looks like like they're in shock all the time or their fucking faces camo but um like you have to face you know face reality and i faced that a long time ago when i was a kid um like in my teens I was, you know what i look this way you know i'm not i'm not the cutest but like it like i always say like god gave me all these other things that i'm good at that, that i'm talented at uh your mind the way you are you, you know also helps a lot making make if you can make someone smile and laugh that really really helps a lot you know um and at the same time, there's a lot of guys out there that I've come across in my life and places that I've worked that were, um, you know, they're, they're really, they're ugly, they're fat, um, which, which is fine. I mean, 
you can still be confident and, um, and, or they don't know how to dress and stuff like that, but all these things going against them. And yet they, um, they're really conceited, you know, like they'll see like, uh, I've seen it where like some, be like some, Oh, you know, a chubby girl overweight and she's cute. She, she's beautiful. And this dude's like dark, fat, ugly, just bad. And, um, he thought he was too good for the, for the, for the chick, which is like, you 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 can't be thinking like that like you're not you're not like a hunk you're not a stud where you can pick and choose and what ends up happening to people like that is they end up on the ro- on their own sadly like you know like because they think they're too conceited and all along there was somebody there waiting to be with them giving them a chance and this chick was even too good for the guy but I, i've seen it all everywhere where even with chicks too like They'll think they're the shit, and this guy likes them, but they they won't go from. It's like fuck. Like you, then later on, they think back, like, oh man, I could have been with this guy instead. I'm by myself, and that that's what ends up happening. Is people end up being like too picky, and I think that's uh that's not good if you're picky. Um, also, um, what ends up happening is like I guess like I realized too when I was a kid that um sometimes there would be some girls, you know, because guys. We rate girls like on a on a one through through ten thing. So um, the way it works is uh, you know, your ten will be like a like a model type chick, whatever. What these fools nowadays call bad bitch or whatever. And then one is like nasty, nasty, right? So they'll be like you know like um, let's say a chick and she's like a six or a seven, but because she's nice and she's she's humble and she's you know cool that ends up bringing up or bringing her up a couple points at the same time there could be a girl that's like a nine or an eight but since she's a bitch it drops her down to like a seven or a six and um that, that's what happens a lot you see so you see a lot of bitches that are conceited and just because of how their attitude is that makes them ugly so I mean, it makes them an ugly person so guys look at that too you know i mean the guy that's going to want to be with you, but if it's the guy that just wants what he wants to do and he's going to do it and that's it, he's not going to care. Everyone, every guy's going to be like that. But someone who actually cares about you um, and you're a bitch, they're, they're not going to want to be with you. Like with me, I, I see I see that a lot in, in, in relationships where um, the guy will be with a girl and she's pretty, but she's a bitch. It's like, man, I, I wouldn't be able to put up with that. I, I don't care what the hell she looks like. Like, you know, she's always being a bitch and, no, I, I would have put up with that. Especially, I've also seen relationships where, like, um, let's say um, the guy has a dream or some kind of career that he wants to do. And um, the the female companion will be like, or, you know, hey, um, what are you doing this for? You ain't going to do shit. You suck. You suck at doing this. Where what I would think would be better or I would prefer I mean, this has happened to me, obviously, thank God, you know, my, my wife's pretty supportive and she's also honest at the same time where, uh, should not, not about the podcast, but other things she'll be like, no, well, I think you should do it like this because, you know, and, and that's better. Or maybe let's say you do suck at what you're doing. It'd be cool if, if the woman would be like, Hey, I think you should try something else or, you know, or you should try it this way. But I seen it where girls would be like, nah, you fucking suck. What are you doing? You suck at this. You're not making money. Blah blah blah, and that's kind of fucked up. But I myself would not be able to put up with that. 
I mean, I think not because I think I'm the shit or nothing like that. I I know I'm that, and and I've said it before. I know what I am and everything. But everyone, you have to have um worth, like self worth, no matter what, no matter what the hell you look like. Like to be to be putting up with that kind of stuff is not good, because um, and then like I like I told my wife before too. Like um, I was like, look, um, there if there ever comes a time where you get tired of me being with me um i i I would be fine with you being with somebody else i would be totally fine with that because i don't think it's fair for you to be stuck with me and i don't think it's fair for me to be living with someone who doesn't love me because we all deserve that we all deserve to be loved everyone from the meanest fucking person we all deserve to be loved so i think you know that's what i've been telling her from the beginning you know, so she has those options. Luckily, right now everything's cool. You know, but before, like I said, I was I was really jealous. Maybe like six, seven years ago, and it it kind of sucked. It messes up your relationship. Um, but you gotta come to the point where, like, hey, um, if it happens, it happens. Fuck it, you know. If it happens, it happens. But, um, I mean. There's no, there's no smoke, so there shouldn't be no fire, you know. But, I mean, you, you, you can't be going around every fucking day imagining shit. And the way I'm, I, I got a crazy mind, man. So I imagine a bunch of crazy shit. Not anymore. No, it's like, hey, whatever, whatever happens, happens. I'm over here. God knows I'm over here doing my job, trying to support my family. So that's not even an issue. I don't. It's I live a lot better. She lives a lot better. We're a lot happier. My kids are happy. But I've never. I don't think my kids have ever seen me. And her, um, like fight. Well, we don't. We don't fight. Like, oh fuck you, bitch. None of that shit. So we've never done that. But when I was a kid, I would see my parents fuck every other day, cussing at each other. Gato puta madre, pinche. Listen that, chinga tu madre. Just fucking throwing fucking uh um fucking cabinets at each other and shit. Fucking just going, just beating the shit out of each other. Like getting those fucking those um like let's say a drawer from a cabinet, just breaking it on each other. Shit like that, but um, thank God I can I can I can say this right now without feeling any sadness, any uh, any bad memories from it. It's just it just happened, and you know I, I but I but I I knew as a kid that I wasn't gonna repeat that shit because I see what the what the kids go through, you know, and I'm a product of that, but not not really a product of it because I haven't repeated that, and I don't treat my family like that or my kids, but. Um, I could have easily been a product of that and um well, like a statistic where it's an ongoing thing. But thank God I've never I've never done that. I've never hit my wife, never abused my kids, none of that stuff. I love them. Um, but sadly that does happen. People end up re- repeating that. And to me I think it's just a just an excuse. Because we know we know what's good, we know what's bad. It's like you're not gonna go up to a motherfucker that's the size of Debo and try to fight that fool for no fucking reason. Um, people aren't stupid. Yeah, you pick a fight. Yeah, you pick a fight with a woman who is not going to be able to beat, you know, fight back the same way. Because believe it or not, or you, if you want to accept it or not, we're, meant, we're made totally different. Our genetics are totally different. Our bone structure, the bone density, everything is different. So it's like it's a, it's a mismatch. I'm like, yeah, there's there's chicks that are really big and there's little little dudes and shit. But I'm talking about just get your average 
man, you know, 5'8", 5'10", whatever, 180 is pretty average. And like a woman, let's say 140, the man is going to whoop, whoop her ass. Even if they're the same height, the man's going to whoop their ass. So unless a girl took, you know, some type of a martial arts or something like that. But we're not we're not evenly matched, even though as much as people would like to believe so. We're not. But the reason why I'm saying that is like, you know, like it's it's just healthy to to communicate with uh, with your friends, with your family, whatever's on your mind. It's, it's really helpful because sometimes we could be saying things um, every day um, that are hurtful to people and you don't even know because they're not telling you like, hey, this makes me feel this certain way. Or, hey, could you please not say this because of this? People are afraid to express that. But at the same time, by them not telling you how certain things make them feel, you're going to continue to repeat these things, um, and they're going to continue to hurt. So I think it's very important, if you, even like for yourself, if if you know people say certain things that bug you, you should let them know. I mean, and if they can't respect that or change it, then fuck it. I mean... I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with them because like it's uh, especially nowadays with, with all these times that are occurring and shit, you know, crazy fucking times. Now, um, they say that, um, that what's his name? Uh, Trump got COVID. I don't know how real that shit is. Maybe he's trying to get pity or I don't know. It's fucking weird. But, um, whether it's real or not, there's a lot of people like wishing he dies or that, you know, how the Simpsons predict shit. They're showing the Simpsons like a meme and shit like that. Um, whether you hate them, I know he said a bunch of stuff about my people, but still, man, like we're we're nobody to be like the like I said, like the judge, jury, and executioner. Like okay, like if uh, let them let them deal with God, you know, if he he's really all this stuff that's happening with the kids in the cages and all that. If it's, he's behind with it, he's gonna pay. We're all gonna pay for everything. We're all gonna pay for what we do. But I think it's fucked up that uh, to wish him wish him harm like that because he's he's got a he's got a son he's got a wife just like many of many of us do and I think it's fucked up to just uh, because he's some public figure he's a president you wish things like that I don't believe in that karma shit like I said the karma but I, I, I think it is fucked up that to wish things like that on someone you know it's it's really it's really fucked up and. Um, as far as like um lately if you guys follow podcasts and stuff like that um there's been like a lot of beefs and shit like that um but one particular podcaster just signaling people out and shit he even contacted me and hey what's this you're saying about me and this is this is like a post from august that i reposted with the repost app and um and that post it just said oh like you know the these are the best podcasters that i like that i'm listening to and i was happy that they even mentioned me on that. I've only been doing this shit for like three months. And I really, it's really, um, it's really humbling that the people are uh, relating to it. They're liking it. Even just to take the time to get my little picture and put it on there. This is the fact that someone took that time. So shout out Chicano-ish for that. That's really cool, man. Um, and like, like I mentioned before, I think in the, in the, in the, in the last episode before this one, on the 15th, that, um, all this beef and shit that's happening that it should work itself out. But if, you know, both parties aren't willing to do it, then fuck it. It's going to stay like that. And we're all men. We're not fucking kids. Men do whatever the fuck they want to do. So that's what it is. But 
um i guess my name got dragged into that shit for me it's like fuck i'm going through my my own personal struggles and shit i don't got no time for no little little petty shit like that you know what i mean so i didn't say nothing back i like i said i got i got bigger fucking problems with this shit this this ain't nothing especially um the fact that you know ain't even on my level man will not even last me not even 30 seconds believe me what the want is I don't even worry about that because um, that's the way to settle if you want to sell something. But anyway, um, it's uh, for me, to be honest with you, it, it doesn't upset me. For me, it's more it's uh, it's cool because shit, I get more publicity like that, you know. And, you know, this whole podcast thing, like I said, I'm not doing it for the money. I don't get no money out of this. You get you get what one penny for every time they, they play the podcast. That's about it. I'm still working my nine to five right now. Thankfully, I'm on vacation. Um, another thing I want to talk about was vacation and just taking care of yourself. Um, with me, like last October, um, I had a, like a, I guess like a vessel, uh, blew up in my, in my, my nose and shit. And it happened because I had high blood pressure and I was all stressed out and shit. And luckily it blew up there because in the nose, it was a small little vessel that was able to rupture. If not, it would have been the brain, but thank God everything's cool, you know? And because of that. Like when I had my wife in front of me, I saw how how worried she was, you know, and that's what actually hit me like, fuck, you know, like, cause I've never been afraid to die and shit. And, but right there, I wasn't afraid still cause I thought I was going to die, but, uh, it just hit me like, what is she going to do? What are my kids going to do? You know, what are they going to do without me? So that really made me change my eating habits. I used to weigh what that, when that happened, I weighed about 312. And then I started eating right. Within about three months, I got all the way down to 267. But unfortunately, right now, because of the stupid COVID, I'm at 285. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, get in that again, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose the weight back because my goal was 260 um, by the end of this year. That was my goal, and. Uh, before this little break that I took, um, me and my son, we were working out. Actually, before the stupid-ass COVID, we were working out um, with resistance bands, which is like the this is like a big-ass rubber band that you step on with your feet, and you can pull up and do curls. Um, you can uh, you can do a shoulder press. Uh, you can work out your traps. So me and my son were doing that. Man, we're starting to get huge with that shit. But then all of a sudden with the stupid-ass uh, COVID, I blame, I blame it on the fucking COVID, but really it's not the COVID. If if I really put more effort into it, I would be able to do what I was doing because the reason why COVID fucked everything up is because I used to go buy my groceries. Like, I'd buy chicken, right? Because I used to make a lot of salads. Like, salads, um, I get, like, a, um, it's really good, really good salad. What I do is I get, um, you guys should try it. You get, um, I get it from Smart and Final. It's, uh, it's a bag of, uh, call, what the fuck is it? Uh, it's a salad mix. It's it's some of that like like that fancy salad mix. Oh, spring mix, spring mix. So you get a bag of spring mix. They sell it like in a like in a five pound bag. You you get spring mix, um, cranberries, walnuts. Uh, preferably if they're candied, like you know like cinnamon and sugar, walnuts, grapes, um, those uh, Granny Smith apples, green apples, um, and that's pretty much it. And then. The secret to that that makes it ties it all in together is a raspberry vinaigrette that they sell there at Smart and Final, which is really good too. 
And man, I could eat that almost every day. I could eat that every day. Like, I don't get tired of it. So you're eating healthy, you're eating a salad, and I put chicken in there. So I get like a half of a chicken breast, and I'll grill it the night before. And you eat it all. The cool thing is you eat it all cold. So if you have no access to a, a microwave, you can just eat it cold. You put the dressing when you're going to eat it. So you, you take the dressing like on the side. You just put a little bit. Shake it up. Best salad you ever try. Delicious. And I was eating that. I was losing, man, I was losing weight like crazy. I was losing, I was losing, um, at one point it was like two pounds a day. Um, and, and I felt good. I, I felt energized. Also, another way to lose a lot of weight, um, it's called like the, um, the boiled egg diet. Um, I don't do it as strict as what they show you because it's like a military diet. But what I would do is, um, in the morning, I would eat like, um, three hard boiled eggs. And then at lunch, like four. And then at nighttime, you could eat like something small, like an orange or, or some eggs. Or sometimes I would eat regular food. But uh, with that, just by doing that for a week, eating like hard-boiled eggs in the morning, uh, lunchtime. You, or you could just skip your breakfast and just eat hard-boiled eggs for lunch, like three of them. Actually, like four. And then at nighttime, eat like two and um, like some yogurt or something. You could look at the diet. It's, uh, just look at a hard-boiled egg diet. And with that, you lose a lot of weight because you're, you're like you're tricking your metabolism. You're trying different foods, and then in between, what I would do is like on the weekend, I would eat like regular, like maybe I would make tacos at home, or I would eat I would eat out like one time at nighttime, like on on, a, on the weekend, and that way your body kind of gets tricked. Like, okay, here's some fatty foods now. It really worked. It's just that now with these stupid lines that you know you gotta wait in line just to buy groceries. Like, like fuck this. So sometimes it, it's a lot easier just to go. Buy some, it's already pre-made, it's unhealthy. And that's all I asked. Yeah, so I was at 267, and now I'm at 285. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna get back into shape. And then um, I just started um, maybe last week um, bike riding with uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of uh, Latino podcasters. Latino podcasters, I feel weird saying that shit. <laughs> I don't really use that word. I, I, I say Chicano, but whatever. Um, but what you never catch me is saying uh, Latinx. I'm not down with that word. But um, yeah, it's a lot of Chicano podcasters, a lot of cool homies. Um, we we uh, were out there, um, and uh, they're cool, man. Like re- really, really cool circle. Everyone's very um, supportive. You know, you know, if, like, when you're struggling, hey man, are you all right? Like cool, you know. Everyone has a fun time. No negative shit. Everyone's fucking cool, you know. And then after that, we have a uh, well, not not this last week because uh, Ceviche Josh couldn't make it, but usually. We do 10 miles up, 10 miles back down. And afterwards, the reward is I mean, the Ceviche Joe Michelada. Man, that thing is delicious. You guys should check him out. Ceviche Joe on Instagram. He's got the ceviche. is the bomb. But uh, like Chinook from No Follow No Problem said, that Michelada is life-changing, especially after running those 20 miles on the bike and you come back with that. Oh, man. You just you pour a beer in there, drink it, and then you make more room for another beer, drink it. And then at the end, you get the reward, the shrimp at the bottom. That shrimp is tastes like lemon, tastes like beer. It's awesome. So, yeah, you guys should ch- check them out. Um, Ceviche Joe. Um, and so, you know, we started doing that. And also, I'm going to start um, bike riding with my son. I got him a bike fucking for cheap. I bought a, a fixie for 40 bucks. I'm just going to hook it up and paint it for him and, you know, get it out and change the fucking um, handlebars and shit. You know, make it make it custom looking and shit. But hey, shit, forty five bucks. 
and I bought me some fucking um some Chinese like road bike and shit. Um, I bought up like three three something like three twenty and shit. And don't judge me, don't you know? Because my I paid forty five bucks for my sons and three hundred for mine, but I didn't pay three hundred straight out. It's um and I got it because uh, through Amazon like in payments and shit, like thirty forty bucks and shit a month. But the reason why I bought that bike is for me like it needs to be. Uh, like a rollback with gears because um the first last week when i went man it was tough because uh, it only had seven gears so when on the way up uh the hill i look funny i had to, i had to jump off the bike and fucking walk it up you know and then um chinook's like hey man you're gonna fucking burn your gears your clutch man you know because the fucking shit didn't want to shift and when i was shifting you could hear the chain like all crackling and shit so you know uh so that bike, I still have that bike. I'm gonna I'm gonna up selling it, but um, yeah. So that that bike is it's a lot better. But this time, um, when I went by, it was, I I didn't even test it out or not. I mean, I drove it, but I didn't adjust it. So like this this uh, bike has like uh brake rotors, and like like a car brake rotors and pads. And uh, the whole time that I was riding, the um the pad was touching the rotor. So it's pretty much like going uphill and riding the bike for for you know twenty miles with the brake touching you know so fuck that made it a lot harder also it's a chinese bike so it's pretty much it's a chinese bike that looks like a really cool bike it's got all the cool components that you would need it's just that it's a little heavy because it's chinese and then the tires are terrible the tires are fuck they feel like erasers and shit like really too too soft so when the tires are too soft you don't roll so it's like it's like pretty much rolling on on flat tires flat tires with the brake on so it was tough because the first time that i went the bike that i used the tires were harder um they're a little wider um but the brakes weren't locked up like that and it was tough but i made it i made it like i was this time i was last i was the last one um so um yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna start i'm gonna start doing that uh doing a lot a lot, a lot more activities um walking and all that all that stuff's important and, and you know what you feel good afterwards because when we come home you feel like going to sleep so I mean, I really recommend. I mean, if you guys don't do it anymore, or, but as long as you still have your kids at home with you, or you know your spouse, do do a bunch of things together because you know really it does bring you together. It brings brings you together, and um, sometimes we need to get um, shaken up. You know, life's gonna shake you up. I don't I don't think God. I don't think God does these things, but um, life shakes you up. So you can wake up and appreciate things and uh i've always appreciated my family i always love my son I'm very proud of my son you know he's a badass musician badass musician he's really good in video games and uh, like i tell them like like um every fucking day i say hey you can do anything man oh i can't no don't say you can't if you haven't tried it so that too you know like um we have to you know, we try to teach them everything. Sometimes they're not gonna learn everything we're trying to teach them. Shit, like fuck, I've tried them. I've tried them. I've tried to teach them how to work on cars and you know, tattoo, mate, tattoo. Also, I bought some. I bought some uh, pork skin and had my son tattoo on it. I said, hey, look, you can practice on me. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to mess you up. That's said, man. If you're not, if whatever you do on me that you tattoo, you're not gonna mess me up. It's gonna look cool because you're you're doing it. You're my son. and You did it. And uh, people have like a. They're, you know, they get their, their son's names or the kids' names um, tatted on, on, on their bodies and stuff, right? They get, like, some nice-ass fucking, you know, um, 
handwritten handwriting and shit, you know, like that cholo handwriting with the cursive. And uh it which is cool and everything. I don't have that I don't have that for my sons. I have that for my wife on my arm. But for my sons, I was like, you know what? Right now that they're little kids, like the, like my son, he was like five or six. I had him um I had him write his name on my leg with a marker, you know, like a little kid. Just little kid writing. It looks cool, it looks like he wrote it with a mark with a crayon. He wrote it and I had my wife tattoo it on me. And uh, she tattooed it. He, she wrote it with a marker. And she traced it, tattooed on it. So I have that. And then I have also uh, my daughter. When uh, when she was like, yeah, like five or six. Also, she tattooed my leg too. She No, she wrote it with a marker. And my, my wife tattooed it for me. So it's cool, you know, because I have that. I have the, their exact writing on me, you know. That's a pretty cool idea. If you guys ever want to get a tattoo for your kids, um, it's you know, it's cool. People are going to look at it and say, oh, that's probably because they don't know the story oh that shit looks fucked up but you know it's the tattoo is not for them it's for you because you know what it means and your kids know what it means when they see it um talking about tattoos um like my first one i got when i was 18 right when i was 18 like a week after i got it and uh i got uh there used to be a t-shirt company it used to be called cultura y mas and uh back in 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 those years um high school you know 95 98 all that i used to be really into like chicano studies chicano uh, pride i'm still into chicano pride but i used to be i used to be like more militant i was militant you know and i was really into that and so um i would buy the shirts from that guy he had a bunch of shirts with quetzalcoatl um he had the what people call the Aztec sun the, the, i mean uh, yeah the Aztec calendar which is really the third stone from the sun um he had shirts with that donatio in the middle and so I used to buy shirts uh, from him. He also had one. It really reminds me a lot of uh, the No Father No Problem uh, podcast logo. It's uh, it's like their logo, like the people crossing the, 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 you know, when you're driving to TJ and you see the yellow line that says caution and it's got a family crossing. It was like that, but instead of just regular people, there were uh, pilgrims. They had one of those fucking, those, those, those little shotguns and uh, pilgrim hats and shit, you know, like caution you know crossing but these are pilgrims and shit so it was like a fucking like a like a flip on that shit so i used to buy shirts from that guy and uh he also did uh the uh like the echo in mexico but he kind of redrew it a little bit so he made it his own and it said echo in aztlan so that was the first tattoo that i got and i would tell mom hey mom i'm gonna get a tattoo i'm gonna no, i didn't tell her what i was gonna get i say hey, i'm gonna get one right here she's like nah nah you get one i'm gonna fucking heat up a knife and i'm gonna cut that shit off but you know you're 18 you're an adult it's your money you don't care so at the time um the homeboy from sangra um raton he was tattooing he had a machine and uh so he was tattooing and hey hey uh, so i got hooked up with him and uh, we did it at holster's house holster's, at holster's house in the back and um i remember it was it was it was a professional needle but it was with a one needle and at that time i was fucking drinking and we were drinking bud lights and shit and uh, when I was getting tatted down, uh, he was doing it and shit. And uh, it's crazy because like, I've never been those kind of people that, like, uh, I've tattooed a lot of people like that. But, like, let's say you're tattooing, and as soon as you wipe, they fucking look. As soon as you pick up the machine, they fucking look. Like, nah, I wanted to wait till the end, you know. So, uh, in the end, um, when he wiped, I looked at it, and, like, uh, the fucking, all you see is a bunch of blood coming out of the pores. Because um, what happened was uh, they say you're not supposed to drink beer. Um, or a lot of beer when you're gonna get tattooed because what ends up happening is um the uh 
the alcohol thins out your blood. So what happens is I kept bleeding a lot. But the good thing is the pattern came out right. It came out straight too. It came out clean with the one needle. And, uh, and then, you know, typical kid, you know, when I was done and shit, instead of covering it up, boy, you're fucking playing basketball and shit in the sun, showing off the fucking tattoo. And, and I got it on my left side because that way when I drive, you know, and I'm not wearing the fucking no sleeves, you can see that shit. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's just uh, that shit. I will say I want people to see that shit because I'm proud to be Mexican. But this is like, this is takes it even a, a step beyond Mexican. This is Aslan. This is before Mexico. This is when the Aztecs were still here, the mythical city where we're standing on here in California. And then when they left, they were supposed to follow the follow the uh, the eagle. And where the eagle landed, that was Mexico, Tenochtitlan. So this is like even way before Mexico. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to get the hecho Mexico before. And what I was going to say is, this is Mexico. Los Angeles, California, San Gabriel, all the So when people try to argue with us and say that we don't belong here, it's like, dog, look, San Fernando, San Bernardino, all these fucking cities, man. Santa Ana. Um, and then I, I say, look, the state, California. So, you know, that, that, that's, so for me, it was like a, a pride thing. And I'm, it's still a fucking pride thing. That's why I have it. This is what the fuck I am. And sometimes I forget to have it. Like, I'll walk in places and shit, and I'll be wearing, like, my, like, a fucking tank top. Like, I made a fucking, I made a tank top with my logo, with the Rantino Ramos logo and shit. Just made it for me. So, I'll be wearing that shit, and all of a sudden, I'll see, like, black people, and they'll be looking at me. Oh, shit. Like, kind of, kind of, not really mad-dogging, but, like, fuck, is this guy, this guy all about that shit, and he's gonna try to fuck with me, because I'm, I'm over here in an area where Mexican, where black shouldn't be. Like, nah, I'm not even like that. Oh, I, and then I... I remember, oh shit, why is he looking at me? Oh shit, because of my tattoo, the fucking Echo Naslan. And uh, so, all that shit, you know, like with the tattoos, like sometimes you'll see people with like fucked up ass tattoos, right? And for me, I don't judge and I don't, I don't make fun of them and shit because they got fucked up tattoos. To me, I have more respect for somebody that has a fucked up tattoo than to somebody that has a clean ass full sleeve. And I'm going to tell you why. The person who has a fucked up tattoo didn't give a fuck what he wanted it to look good right but he was risking the fact that maybe it might not be as good but he wanted that fucking tattoo so much that he said fuck it let's do it and I have a lot of respect for that shit um this other motherfucker's like oh you know what oh uh, let me get a sleeve get whatever put whatever you want on me put whatever you want just just give me the full sleeve like fuck like you don't even have enough ideas to come up with that shit, you know? You just go, oh, just draw whatever on me. Nah, fuck no. That's weak because you don't know why the fuck you're getting it. Or anybody that says, hey, what do you think? You think this will look good? Nah, fuck no. It's about what the fuck you think that'll look good. Not whatever somebody else fucking says. Oh, you think... Because it's not, it's not fucking clothing. It's a tattoo. It's going to be there forever. You know? So I have a lot of respect for people that have the fucked up tattoos. Or not even fucked up tattoos, just not professional looking. Because they have the balls, they have the heart to be like, you know what, fuck it, I want to get that, put that shit on me, fuck it, you know? Because you see a lot of these people with, um, they're called, um, they're called reverse sleeves. And what a reverse sleeve is, um, when they get tattoos from like the elbow to the wrist or on the hands, but nothing on the bicep. And the reason they do that is, uh, so it looks like a full sleeve because you're wearing, you're wearing a t-shirt. It's like, oh fuck, this motherfucker's tatted up. I've seen a lot of people like that, or they'll get their fucking neck tatted, their neck will be tatted, their head will be tatted, they take off the shirt, there ain't nothing on their chest, that's fucking weak, 
Like for me, I started on my arms first. I kind of stopped and I was like, oh, fuck. I'll get tattooed later when I fucking, when I get skinny. But guess what? I'm never going to be fucking skinny. So fuck it. I'm going to Rick Ross that shit, tattoo my stomach, my back. I got a lot of fucking ideas. The good thing is my wife could fucking do it for me. I got, I got machines. I got all that shit. She's actually better than me at line work. Her line work is really good. So as long as it's, the line work is straight, boom, I bust a couple letters. Thinking about maybe getting my last name on my back or on my chest. But I got a fucking lunar on my chest. That it'll, I'll fucking use that shit as like a fucking period or something. <laughs> or a fucking, uh, a, a fucking exclamation point or some shit. But yeah, like, I want to get some more tats. And for me, it's not even about the money because I can just have my wife do it. So it's, it's not a big deal. But yeah, like that, that shit, much respect to anybody who just has a boss to be like, you know what, I want to get this. Boom. Fuck it. You know? Obviously, you're not going to go to some fool like super, that you see his portfolio and he fucking sucks big time. But, yeah, like, that's like, fuck yeah, you know? I want this shit, fuck it, let's do it. And uh, then someone was going to say, like, oh, you know what? Let me wait to fucking, all right, motherfucker. Wait, wait till you, wait till a fucking little, uh, wait till fucking Mr. Cartoon and shit. Make your appointment with that, homie. But uh, besides him, besides Mr. Cartoon, there's a lot of other badass fucking uh, tattoo artists. Couple passed away, you know? Like, uh, rest in peace, Boo Boo, Sangra. He, uh, he, ta- he gave me a couple tats, about three tats. Badass, badass tattooer. Uh, and his dad, too. From, from, also from Sangra, from San Gabriel. Um, they used to call him Coyote. Um, badass, badass tattoo artist. Still, still in the game. He's, he's the one who invented the Smile Now Correlator. He's from, from San Gabriel, Smile Now Correlator. He's the one who invented that. He said he got that from a, those, those playwrights, they're from the place. And he came up with that. He's the father of the, of the, of the whole, um, that uh, single needle, the black and gray. So, uh, shit, that's like, you know, proud for, to be from San Gabriel. You know, we got people like that. And, uh, I mean, I'm not into war or anything like that. I'm actually against war, but General Patton is from San Gabriel, too. That fool, he was badass. A lot of, you know, it's cool, man. To, and I, a lot of people have us, oh, where'd you grow up? San Gabriel. They never heard of it, but say, you know, the valley, San Gabriel. This is a fucking city. City with the fucking mission. That fucking... Some looks like somebody fucking burned it down or some shit. Maybe some Antifa is what I think. Cause um, actually I was I was out there. I'm gonna see if I can get some of the the audio while while I was out there. I was talking to people and shit. And um, uh, when I went out there, um, people were talking, praying, they're crying and shit. Cause of the 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 they burned the mission. They burned like the middle of the mission, but um, certain things didn't get burned miraculously. They were untouched, but um, like the roof and everything that was wood. Um, got burned down um, throughout the years when I was a kid. I believe '87, there was an earthquake and um, it got damaged. They kind of did some rehab work on it and they they kind of fixed it up. But yeah, it, they burned it. And then also, um, there used to be a statue there of Junipero Serra. He used to be a a, a priest, and um, they um, they wanted you know same shit they want to do with the Columbus statue and all that shit. So they uh, they wanted to take it down. They kept saying, oh, you got to take that fucking statue down because he's a fucking slave owner. He used to punk the Indians, this and that. So um, prior to the removal of it, they had um, thrown like uh, red paint symbolizing blood. So they had done that and shit. It's, they say it's anti for people and shit um, because they want to erase all these statues that represent oppression. Um, but I mean, realistically, it's like, fuck, that's just all history, you know? It's a touchy subject, man. But it's it's history. That shit that shit happened. You know what I mean? So 
if you want to remove that guy, there's graves in there that, or the, there's priests that are buried in there. The mission itself, then it probably symbolizes all that too. Like if, if you go, if you even dig deeper, like, um, you know, a lot of the Catholicism was, um, it was forced on the indigenous people and the tribes and shit. So it's, it's a fucking, you open up a can of worms if you're going to talk about shit like that. But yeah, they ended up removing that fucking statue in the end because, uh, the whole fucking oppression or whatever, I guess it's a symbol of oppression and it offends people. People are fucking sensitive and shit. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's just fucking crazy times, fucking election coming up. Um, I was talking to a dude from LA. I was like, you know what, man? I don't fucking, we were bike riding and shit. Cool, man. Guys, cool. Check out his podcast too, man. Dude from LA. Really cool guy. Um, he has a cool podcast. Uh, he was cool. Like, this guy is fucking badass. He, he fucking rides on Fridays and on Sundays. So for him, this, this is nothing, right? But he was cool enough to stay behind me with me or fucking, he was like, on him, it's like jogging pace. It's just slow. For me, I was working my ass off, but. We're talking and shit, and I told me, yeah, like, I don't voice it. Nah, man, but you know what? You should vote for, you know, for the shit up, up from the city and shit. At, at the city level, it's really important to, to vote for that. So I'm going to look into that. I mean, I'm not going to vote for any presidents, but I'm going to look into the, the city stuff where it actually affects me, you know? Like, the whole rent control shit went, went through. So, shit, that's good. So, I mean, I just wanted to come on here. Just, uh, just what it, it's, it's, uns- this was, like, pretty much unscripted just whatever's on my mind i'm just talking and uh thanks for listening um i'm gonna try to come back every week now uh this uh thank you for your patience everyone um and i'm gonna come back you know it's gonna be a little more structured the next one but this one i just i just had to put something out for you guys and uh thanks for listening um don't forget to uh rate review um and follow me on uh, on instagram uh, Rantu Ramos podcast and uh, the music and uh, production this time around was uh, my son my son Noah Ramos um, he produced it he came up with the music also as well all the music you're hearing right now has made the him so um, and that's uh, so, all yeah again I, uh, I want to thank everyone for um, for being there for, for me and my family uh, for reaching out um, you know it you know, uh, taking time out of your busy life to have us on our thoughts, to um, to pray. Um, so the prayer was a lot, a lot of people asked us, like, hey, what do you need? You need anything? No, we don't need anything. We just need prayer. That's all we need. We don't need no money. We just need prayer. That's all we need. And so I thank everybody for that. And um, everyone, um, stay safe out there with the COVID thing. I don't believe in it, like I said, but don't listen to me, you know. Uh, only thing that's trippy is uh, where's the flu at? They don't talk about the flu anymore. Where's the flu? So, all right, everybody. <laughs>